edition of the hardwood nations flagrant two podcast what's going on bryce not much buddy how you doing i'm doing well man i'm, I'm ready we, we saw a little bit of basketball this week what did you think of what you saw so far mostly good uh, a lot of the teams that i thought would be good looked smooth and i saw a few not so great teams in my eyes look a little clunky pretty much what i expected i thought so, um, but exciting to see some of these guys on the court playing well. Glad to see no one tested, like all the players clean. No one tested yeah. positive, so it's working. Yeah, it's working as long as they don't slip any groupies in. Uh, they'll, they'll be fine. So you still got to look out for that because I think somebody's going to slip someone in. Uh, actually, right now, Lou Williams is being investigated by the NBA because you know he got excused to leave the bubble, and then there are pictures popping up of him in a gentleman's club in Atlanta. So the NBA's. Uh, interviewing him about that to see how long he's going to be under quarantine. So and we know Lou has his two ladies, so we'll see what happens with that. He's, he's still having a good time. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lou's been in the streets for, you know, for a couple of years now. <laughs> oh, there's Riley. <laughs> he's in the limelight of his career. He's like, yeah, I'm just having a good time. Hey, <laughs> Riley's like, yeah, he's confirming that, that Lou's under investigation right now, you know, so. Is he a Lou Williams fan? I, I, I guess he's not right now. Yeah, I guess he's not, so. Um, so what, did you see any of the Orlando Magic scrimmages? Because I saw a little bit of them. I saw very little of the actual first one against the Clippers. Um, mm. No, they lost. And then I watched... Um, highlights and some of the Lakers game. Okay. Did you see what DJ Augustine was able to produce in that Lakers game? I saw some of it. Um, it. I saw, um, I like, I don't know, he just has a feel for the, like, I saw him slashing and either, like, pulling up, like, a mid-range or, like, kicking the right time. Like, he just has a, a decent feel or a very good feel for that offense, I feel like. I forget how many there now, but um, he just looks very comfortable. Yeah, DJ was very sharp. In this, like this environment. Mm-hmm. He, he looked good. He, he was very sharp, and even Michael Carter-Williams was very sharp um, in that backcourt. So I, I know there's a certain segment of Magic fans that don't like DJ Augustine, but I've always been 
a proponent of his. And I think he's actually settled down in Orlando. And I think he'll be a good piece going forward for that franchise. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we definitely don't have a lot of depth. You know, so where we do have some talent and some depth and experience, um, we definitely need to try, I guess, to utilize it as much mm-hmm. as possible. You know, mixing up lineups, things like that. Michael Carter, Williams hasn't really stuck in a lot of places. He has a, a somewhat unique style, I guess. and might might not fit with certain players, certain teams. Who knows? Either way, the kid's got talent. Um, if he can play smart and not take, you know, wild shots, things like that, and just put everybody else in a good position, play off Augustine some because he's big. Yeah. yeah um, he's a big guy. I like the combo. And our guards, I'm not – it's weird. It's like I'm not really worried about our guards, and we don't even have Fultz. And I think Fultz has the most upside long-term-wise. Um, but Augustine right now, I, I almost feel like he should be on the, the court a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, helping helping everybody getting their get getting their rhythm. Um, Gordon looked, I thought Gordon looked pretty good. Not trying to do too much, just like kind of playing his game. Fournier looked like he he was comfortable, like didn't look rusty. Um, <clears throat> but it's just we're just missing some things, you know. We we can't shoot. Uh, like we're streaky, and then we don't have a lot of, of scorers, anyways. So it's it's hard when we're not knocking down shots. It's that's probably like to me what our biggest issue is because we can do a lot of things right, and it's not like our team defense is necessarily bad. We got some good size, especially when we have Isaac and uh, Bamba. Oh, but, Bamba's looking good too. Yeah, he, he's looking good. He's, he's looking getting bigger. Thick, yeah, he, he's getting yeah. bigger. Yeah, I mean stronger. You know, um, and. When Isaac, I think, can put on a little weight, he's already got the size and length and I think has some tools to really be interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, we might get Fultz and him back soon. I think they're already participating in, like, scrimmages, like five-on-five stuff with the team or full contact. So, mm-hmm. um, But we'll see. I mean, if the team's in a rhythm and you throw those guys in there and they're really rusty, then obviously they shouldn't see too many minutes. But um, especially at the guard position – because we have Augustine and, and uh, Michael Carter, we was playing decent. I like Augustine a lot right now. So, got it, got it. As you should. I don't know. As we're just should. we're playing okay. It's just we don't have we don't have that it factor. We don't, and our scoring can disappear immediately. So it's we kind of come and go as that. It seems like right now, and the the better teams, the elite teams that we're already playing against, they look already on point, and it it showed in the games. I mean, it's not like we're blown out. We had some big gaps for a while, but we were able to close some of those too. We just don't have that final, you know, get over the hill moment, especially not against these elite teams. So pretty much what I right. expected. Yesterday I saw a undermanned Heat team because we we still don't have Bam back. Uh, he should be back next week. Uh, we just got Kendrick Nunn back, who was probably going to be the runner-up for Rookie of the Year, and Jimmy Butler didn't play yesterday. But I saw uh, uh, the the Heat team give Utah, who had everyone. I mean, they lost by two points to U- to Utah. That's not bad. Uh, Utah's a solid team out west, and even though these games are listed as scrimmage games, they're they're really preseason games, and a lot of these guys are playing hard. 
especially trying to get back into shape, which they're not in bad shape, but their wind could be, you know, their wind and their cardio could be off. But um, a lot of these guys are playing good. So I, I was impressed to see the Heat hanging there at Utah. Um, without Butler, without Bam, who are who are two-star players, we just didn't have enough to finish. But, I mean, losing the two points to Utah isn't bad. Um, I caught a little bit of the Magic Lakers game. Uh, LeBron looked crisp. You know, AD didn't play, but it, the, the Lakers looked okay. I just think they're going to have a little problems with depth if they run into certain teams, like let's say the Clippers. I think they're going to have a little problem with some depth there. Um, I keep forgetting that the Clippers have Reggie Jackson as well coming off their bench. And, I mean, they're, they're, they're just loaded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are it's so nice. loaded. And, you know, the Lakers don't have that outside of LeBron and AD. If the wheels come off, the Lakers are going to be shook. So it just all depends on who the Lakers can match up with. But one thing I'll say about the hardwoodnation.net, um, we're having another record week. Uh, we had a couple of articles hit this week, uh, one from Cortez Paul touting Adam Silver and the job he's done as far as setting up the Orlando bubble, which was a great piece, really in-depth piece about the Orlando bubble by Cortez. And we had one earlier by LZ mm-hmm. Bibbs. And then Austin Turner actually dropped Hartwood's first power rankings in about five years. We haven't had power rankings in so long. And Austin did a phenomenal job with that. Uh, real quick, how did you feel about Cortez's piece? Um, <clears throat> it's interesting. I always find, like, he, he usually has some pretty interesting subject material. And um, everything he's written up like enjoyed his perspective and uh, his take on this was no different. Uh, the NBA to me just handles these things better and uh, more efficiently at a lot, a lot of times um, than um, baseball and football. But baseball, it just seems like it's like a size problem where it's like so many people mm-hmm. have come together for that. That it's like, that seems to be an, a bigger issue to me for that like team-wise and stuff. And football is huge teams, too, and they seem to be having issues, you know, cutting, um, like in the article, said, cutting team sizes and things like that to even think about doing it. But it seems like in terms of having a location and um, keeping their players separated and safe and, like, in their own, like, the bubble, like, you know, it's been called, um, it seems like no one's even ready to do something like that and the NBA are you know is already playing they're on the court that's how fast they did it and they've done it safely you know right. that goes that goes to silver and his team and the structure and the communication and you know it was a little touch and go for a little bit but that's going to be with any of these um any of these unions and uh was it um just trying to think of like the commissioners and stuff, it's going to be an issue everywhere. So the fact that, you know, they're able to work it out and get on the court this fast safely is, is pretty impressive. Oh yeah. I've been watching JaVale McGee's blog from the bubble and a few other players that have blogs too, but I've been watching McGee's and just seeing the, (laughs) the inside take of the bubble. I mean, he actually showed them doing the uh, test for the COVID. They do a uh, swab test and stick these, q-tips in your nose and stuff and they have the bands that did they do chim- temperature checks with the band so yeah i, was, you, I saw that i was impressed right that. yeah so i mean the the protocols that they're taking are, are pretty good even um 
he met up with J.R. Smith in a restaurant. And of course, there was no one there at the resort. But the people that worked there, you know, they still had masks on, gloves on, paper menus. Um, they really worked this out. So, yeah, kudos to them and kudos to Cortez for diving deep into yeah. that. Um, I, I was happy this is one of his first magic, non-magic-centric uh, articles. So, yeah, I, I was really shocked by that. <laughs> but, yeah, Cortez, Cortez has been with me from the beginning. So, he put no, I, I enjoyed stuff. it. And um, I was going to say something else. Uh, the NBA were smart to team up with Disney because having a partner to help you out with this, with the facilities that Disney has, is about the best I would imagine that you could hope for. Because I've seen some of the players, especially in the beginning, were like complaining about some of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. But in terms of how many between players and team members and staff members to actually work at the resorts and stuff. To pull all this together and to have the quality the quality that they do have, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of places you could do that ever. So it's like right. um right. you know, it might not be up to like some of the standards that some of these players have gotten used to, but to get out there and play like they wanted to do, I think it's the best it's this the most ideal situation any player for any sport could hope for because it's not going to get better. Right. If, right. if the NFL and uh, baseball don't team up with someone and have it structured in something of this fashion, it's going to be a disaster. And yeah. the, the standards will be subpar what they are at the Disney resorts because there's just not enough to go around. There's not like that enough of this premier whatever top shelf you know, with the structure that Disney has with its employees and stuff, you know, they they control everything. Right. There's no right. other company that has the facilities to pull off what Disney has pulled off with the NBA. So right. some people not some of the players might not be happy, but it's only gonna get worse for other players in other sports if they try to attempt it the way the NBA has, which is by far been the best and quickest way. So everyone yeah. has something to learn from the NBA. I, I, I'm not playing, paying attention to the players who, and it hasn't been that many, but initially a few players did play, but I'm not paying attention to any of that. Cause like you guys forget where you come from and stuff. Some of you guys have forgotten where you come from and stuff like that. So I'm not even paying any attention to that. <laughs> you know, A lot of them have been in worse situations than this. So this is fine. Um, so let's jump into these power rankings. And I want to start off by saying Austin messaged me, <laughs> Because he thought I wasn't going to like it. I guess he thought I wasn't going to like his writing style and some of his little quirks. And I absolutely loved it. And like I told him at thehardwoodnation.net, we're not a carbon copy of other sites. Like we have personality. I promote personality. If you feel something, put it in in writing, right? So I don't want to be stale. I don't want to be bland. So when I started reading over his power rankings and his tears that he did like tier one who invited you like that was hilarious to me and it was yeah. great not necessarily the teams that were in there but it's just great like who invited you like the wizards the nets the Suns. even though the nets might you know the nets are going to have a shot but um his tiers really stood out to me um that was the first tier then we go into the second tier teams that won't last long 
not a shot, but the Orlando Magic, Sacramento Kings, San Antonio Spurs. Quick question about the Magic. Are you afraid that the Magic may fall out? Because there's going to be a play-in game if the number – well, if the Magic drop the number eight, if there's a mm. team with within four games of number eight, there's going to be a play-in game and see who makes the playoffs. I don't agree with it, but how do you feel about it? It's a little annoying, but, I mean, the Magic have flirted with the in spot, like, you know, barely making it, barely not making it. I mean, they've been consistent with what they've done, but it's it's always been a little bit of a worry anyways. So, I mean, for the sake of having basketball back, we just roll with the punches. So, I mean, it's, a, it's just different. I mean, they have mm-hmm. that around the court, different game right now. It's like they've changed some things. So, it is what it is. But I'm not necessarily worried about them falling out. I think we're so close now. It's the way the team looks. It looks like they kind of picked up where they left off anyways with the guys who are on the court. So if we can get, you know, Isaac and Fultz back with them not being too bad, I'm not worried about them necessarily falling out, Um, especially with the way some of these other teams looked that would be pushing the Magic, you know. I, I think the Magic look just as good to keep their spot as they have all season. So I'm not worried about it. It's a little annoying. But if they fall out, they fall out. The other team earned it. That's how I see it. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Just so, then deal with it. so then we have the tier fighting for a playoff spot. So then we have Memphis, New Orleans, who is extremely interesting, um, and then Portland. A lot of people are thinking Portland might be able to slip in and give the Lakers a run for the money. I'm still not sure of that yet because right now Memphis is holding down the eighth spot. Uh, the Pelicans are right there too, but they're still a game or two behind Portland. Do you think Dame has enough to push Portland into the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, I think he does. Um, plus, depending on what kind of shape uh, Nurchik is in, mm-hmm. um, he's supposed to be back. Yeah, he's going to be back. I think yeah. in time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if he can, I don't know. If he, if he can be out there and make use of his minutes, then I think they have a chance. But Dame is known for, I don't know, doing what he needs to do. I mean, every, every year he seems to have something that surprises us. Plus, Carmelo Anthony's playing good for them. Um, I think they... It's just going to be close, but I, I think I think they can make it. I think they can get over that hump. Just I don't know. It's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really tough. You ne- you never know what you're going to get out of Hassan Whiteside at, as well, um, which I think is going to be huge for Nurkic because he might see more minutes yeah. of Whiteside's not productive because we all know how Whiteside is. I dealt with him for five years in Miami. Don't get me started on that. Um, I think the Pelicans the competition are, might be good. It, 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 hell, it may. I don't know. Um, the, the Pelicans, to me, are interesting because they have a lot of young talent. Um, they were just coming into their own, actually, before the season was suspended. Um, next year, I believe the Pelicans are definitely going to be a playoff team. This year, I don't think they – I think they got off to such a rough start without Zion that they can't make up that ground in eight games. Um, but next year, the Pelicans mm-hmm. are, are definitely going to be a playoff team. All right, so the next level that we have, let's see here. 
I was afraid the magic were going to be in the who invited you. <laughs> the next level but we then have... I saw how he did the tears so I was like okay yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're great so solid but not in title contention so here we have the Pacers the Jazz and the surprise of the list the Sixers and the Houston Rockets so <laughs> he, had, he has the, uh, the Sixers at 11 and the Rockets at 10 and both are behind the Oklahoma City Thunder so very powerful takes there <laughs> I, w- I will say the Sixers have underachieved and the Rockets haven't jailed as well as some thought. Um, but what do you think? Do you think the Sixers or the Rockets can be contenders or no? Not contenders. Not contenders, okay. I, I, I think they could. Um, I guess at the highest, like, I see them making it maybe out of the second. Like, I don't know. I just... I go back and forth with those teams, and I think that's mm-hmm. why they sit there on the uh, power listing is because there's potential there, but they haven't mm-hmm. shown it. Mm-hmm. And the playoffs, the environment might expose them even more. So, yeah. to in in my opinion, yeah. so. But, to me, um, not so much the Sixers to me because I don't believe in Embiid and some of that, some of the rest of their team I don't believe in those players as much as what I think Houston could do mm-hmm. but Houston you just have those egos there and not necessarily like a bad way but with the pieces around them it just it's more question marks than assurances mm-hmm. and if something happens to one of those big two guys the you know their guards in the game, then they're beatable. Right. And I don't think they necessarily have the leadership either. Like, Westbrook is a leader, but I don't know if they have, like, the right kind of, like, leadership there because Harden's there, too, to to get them through the rough patches that the playoffs will present. Hmm. Like, it's almost like, who should get it? Well, you can't think that way. Right, right, right. Let's see. So we got the Oklahoma City Thunder. They've had a great season under Chris Paul. It is a miracle mm-hmm. they are even in the playoffs, but that's a testament to how great of a leader he is because um, they were pa- playing excellent ball. So the next tier we have are teams that could make a run. So the Dallas Mavericks at number eight, the Miami Heat, the Denver Nuggets, and Toronto Raptors, and also the Boston Celtics are teams that could make a run at the title. A lot of strong teams here. Celtics, Raptors, Denver, Heat, Mavericks. Um, I personally think the Celtics are the the weakest team of that group. Um, They will have a dogfight maybe with the Sixers in the first round. Um, But how do you feel about the the, the Mavericks and the Nuggets? Um. They're just going to be tough matchups, man. Denver is Denver's big. Um, you know, Jokic brings the ball up the court. I, the other night I saw uh, Lou Williams. Uh, not Lou Williams, I'm sorry. Holiday, I think. You know, one of the holidays, yeah. Holiday was on him, and I was just laughing. <laughs> I was like, come on. Y'all got to do something here. Um, and um, who's that young guard in Denver? Um, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. 
He's no, you know, he's right there with these young guys who are just, I was used to seeing like young guys come to the league and kind of be like flashy and make some, make some noise, but not be like as consistently dangerous as these newer young guys are right now. And he's one of them, man. And that, his combo, like him and um, Jokic are only going to get better together. That team's only going to get better. But they're like the way they're polished now, and like the way they move around. Millsap's there too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he he's a playoff veteran. You know, he there's some good talent there w- that have some decent experience. So um, they they're gonna give some team trouble. They've been consistent all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jokic looks like he's in great shape. Um, Murray's hitting shots. Uh, they look dangerous, um, but in Dallas, in the same ways, right. you know. Uh, I think we were talking the other day. I think they'll kind of their success overall will kind of come and go with Porzingis and some of these role players. But like their leader and the guy that they can go to for a bucket, they got two guys they can go to for buckets easily. Yeah, and that's just actually, all, you know. Look, they actually got three with Tim Hardaway Jr. who who can play off the other two guys. He's a knockdown shooter like his father was. So. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah. They they may play the Clippers in the first round, which, which is a detriment to them. It's like because if they play anyone else, they would give them hell. I mean, they're still going to get the Clippers hell, but I think the Clippers will still because the Clippers are big enough and, and athletic enough to be able to handle the size yeah. and athleticism of Dallas. So it's like wow. But this is the learning curve. You got to go through those championship steps. So they might even take the Clippers to six games this year. The Clippers will knock them out. And then next year, we'll see what they do once they have a little more experience under their belt. Um, as far as the Heat, you already know how I feel about the Heat. I think there's a shot, a legit shot, that if we can play Milwaukee in the second round, we can knock them out. Um, what they do after that, I don't know. But if we can see Milwaukee in the second round, as it's set right now, that's a possibility. I think the Heat will have a chance to uh, upset them. Anyone who has a problem with it, just Google the Heat's record against Milwaukee since Giannis has been in the league. That's all I have to say. All right, so let's go to the next tier here. That would be your home run scenario, though, because um, I only to me, there's like two teams really bat two to three teams like really battling for the East spot, and I think the Heat can surprise people, especially with Butler and their leadership and everything. They're I mean, um, Olenek, Olenek bought out the other night. So yeah, yeah, 27 uh, points, yeah. They're, they're rolling, I think, some of that's detriment to, you know, like you said, you're missing some guys. And you still yeah. play good. So with those yeah. guys back, you know, you're going to be dangerous. But with the way it seems like to me that teams take these, like, yearly steps to make it to where they need to go, like, to make it really into the deep playoffs in the finals – it's it's a different step process as a team as a whole. So if you guys could knock out the Bucks, that would be the knockout uh, probably of the playoffs. Uh, I don't think there would be a bigger upset. I know you guys play well against them traditionally in the season, but Giannis has taken those steps as a, and with his team each year. Bucks have gotten better and made it deeper. Um, I feel like this is their season to – to make it to either the finals or the conference finals. So it's hard for me to see this year the Heat. I, th- I think the Heat take them to, like, that game six or whatever, like you were saying, the 
you know, um, Dallas might do to the Clippers, something like that. Right, I think right. we're going to see a ton of effort, but they would meet them in the second round, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. right now it's looking like a second-round matchup, and the Heat has the length to throw at Giannis all game long. So the Raptors gave us a blueprint last season. They gave us a blueprint. They just put Kawhi on them, Siakam on them. It kind of slowed them down a little bit. Giannis averages close to 30 points a game during the season. Against Miami, that drops down to like 19 to 20 points a game. So then everyone else on his team has to step step up and knock down shots. Outside of Chris Middleton, I'm not scared of anybody else on that team because Miami's so long. We have Derrick Jones Jr. we can throw at him. We have Jay Crowder. Let's not forget about Jay Crowder from Utah. It was, was we have good. Solomon Hill. We have Andre Iguodala. That's four guys right there that we can throw at Giannis, and I haven't even mentioned Jimmy Butler yet, who's a dog on defense. So we have options to wear Giannis down throughout a game. So. All right, so we go into the final tier, the elite uh, teams that Austin, my man Austin, thinks that will, could possibly win the NBA title. A shocker at number three, though, the Los Angeles Lakers. Next, we have the Los Angeles Clippers. And then finally, Austin thinks that the Milwaukee Bucks will be this year's champion. So what do you feel about the top three? Lakers, Clippers, Bucks. I have. I just don't know. That's tough. <laughs> That's so tough. <clears throat> I feel like I just. It's hard for me. I I want. I don't. I don't even know what I want. Like I just. You know, it's going to be a crazy series. If Milwaukee goes, Milwaukee just presents. They have a lot of size and stuff, but it it almost doesn't even matter against LA. Right. To me. Right. Um, the Lakers are the biggest team in the league, period. Like, they're, they're so big. And the Clippers, they have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And they have that deep finish. They have Lou Williams. They just have so much. They have Great both, coaching. Both, um, um, both L.A. teams are just so impressive. And, and yeah. Uh, it seems like on paper the Clippers have a deeper bench, but there's a lot of talent on that L.A. team, aside from just LeBron and and A.D. I mean, uh, Pope's having a great season. or he, He's playing great ball. Kuzma is, like, X-Factor. I think I think the L.A. fans like him more than what he really brings, especially – not saying he can't do more, but on this team present, like, he, he, he just – what he is like, I don't get too hyped on Kuzma, but he he's a nice piece to have. Uh, and then you have LeBron James. So, I think we're gonna see AD kind of have a couple amazing series. Like I think that's who I think LeBron's gonna do his thing. Everyone's gonna be in awe. He's gonna ball out. But then I think this if AD can stay healthy. Um, he's shown in the past what he can do with a team with nobody. And so I just, it's almost like with Giannis and some of these new younger guys coming up, Luca, um, it's not like AD's gotten forgotten because he's in LA, of course, and his team's one of the best teams in the league. But I just expect really big things from him in terms of like 
maybe taking a game over when he needs to, things like that. And with his size and his ability, I just – I think they're going to be really hard to beat. Yeah, and, all of that is valid. All of that is valid. The, the only thing I'll say is I still don't think AD is going to be enough to beat the Clippers. Um, I, I, I Look, the Lakers bench. Yeah, Kuzma's good. Kuzma can be great, but now he's playing alongside – and behind AD, so that stunts his growth a little bit. But if you're the Lakers, you still make that trade because you got to get AD, right? But if he was on the team, Kuzma would be a stud. But now you're relying on J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters to help you in the crunch time? Absolutely not. Versus the Clippers bench. You see what I'm saying? So it's like that's that's yeah. scary for the Lakers. Yes, they have talent. Don't get me wrong. But again, J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters in crunch time. I, I just I don't know. I really don't know. I would go with the Clippers bench over those guys. Um, yeah. My pick for the NBA championship will be the Los Angeles Clippers. Not taking anything away from Milwaukee. You know I love Giannis. Not taking anything away from the Lakers. I love um, Anthony Davis. But I think the Clippers are the strongest team. Of these three, the Clippers are the strongest team. I, I don't see anyone beating them in a seven-game series. And let's not forget of the three teams you got as far as coaching you got Budenholzer you got LeBron coaching the Lakers and then you got Doc Rivers coaching the Clippers right so the Clippers they have the best team they have the deepest bench they have the best coach of these three teams so well nothing you said there's not true you know um I'm just excited to see these matchups man because Mm -hmm. Another thing to keep in mind, though, is if um, the Lakers and Clippers meet in the Western Conference Finals, can that happen, or yeah, would they meet yeah. before then? They would meet in the Western Conference. As it stands right now, they would meet in the Western okay. Conference Finals. Anything depending can change until on, next week. Depending on who comes out of the East, including if it's the Bucks, they – I mean, it's not going to be a walk in the park regardless, but that Western Conference Finals series – just might beat those teams down enough to where an Eastern team can maybe take advantage of it. Because that that Kawhi-LeBron matchup going at each other is, I mean, just last year what Kawhi did for Toronto, and it's like all the all the playoff performances of LeBron, like this is, that might be one of the best like head-to-head matchups we could ever see i would say they both can hit amazing shots and lead their teams i'm excited i'll say this because i I, i've watched doc rivers long enough to know he's very very crafty lebron's not even going to see Kawhi until four quarters because you have paul george that can guard lebron as well and we've seen those playoff battles with the heat and pacers in years past so i think doc's actually going to have Paul George on LeBron for the majority of the games to save Kawhi one defensively and then put Kawhi on LeBron in crunch time. That's how I would play it if I'm Doc Rivers. And I actually think that's how Doc Rivers is going to play it. Like the Clippers defensively can be devastating to anyone because they have two guys that can guard the best player in the NBA. <laughs> oh, and see, so Riley's disagreeing with me right now. So he, he's, he's leaning towards your side. But like I said, you have a one-two punch, not only offensively but defensively. So I think George is going to get a lot of a lot of the run on LeBron 
before Kawhi does, just to save Kawhi. I got you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that that's the best way to play it. It's like it's the Clippers are matchup hell for anyone. Yeah, the Clippers are gonna have to deal with AD, but they got some bodies they can throw at him too, right? So this is it's gonna be great. But like you said, that series may be the best series that we see um in the playoffs this year once they get started. So it's gonna that's gonna be wild to see if those oh, two yeah. teams come up to each other. Oh yeah. And I'll I'll say this before we wrap up. You know, I I was a little apprehensive about the league coming back. (laughs) Man, all it took was like three scrimmage games and I'm all in again. I was just Mm -hmm. like, yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's back. Take the Lord. You know, any last words, Bryce? No, just like you, I'm excited. It was great to see, you know, these teams run around. It looked like a a lot of players looked good. You know, I can't wait to get a few of these other guys back that are missing. And then, you know, next season will be back to normal, hopefully. But it's exciting to see what we do get right now. And uh, can't wait to see the scrimmages get over with and actually see these guys go hard again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I need everyone to do us a favor. Visit thehardwoodnation.net for the latest NBA news and rumors. Also follow us on Instagram at Hardwood Nation and also on Twitter at Hardwood Nation. Until next time, it's myself, CL Anthony, Bryce Ward. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.